Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Well, hi there. My name is Denise Eckert and I'm from Balance Me Coaching. And I love coming on here and sharing different ideas and practices to help you reduce the stress in your life. And today I've got a special guest. It's Susette LeBoy, and she's an empowerment coach and the founder of A Little Awareness. So she works with ambitious women whose enthusiasm has led them to success, but also burnout. And she helps them quit the hustle mindset, you know, that busy, busy, busy mindset, and bring ease into their lives one small step at a time. So welcome, Susette. Oh, thank you, Denise. It's such a pleasure to be here. So if you can let us know what got you to where you are right now in helping women get rid of that busy cult mindset. Um, yeah, so, well, I'm a type A, or I like to call myself a recovering type A. And I got to the work that I do through my own personal experience with burnout and really being beholden to the cult of busy and of hustling. I grew up in Puerto Rico, which is an island in the Caribbean. And I grew up in a context that taught me that work was the right way to live. And not only work, but working hard and working many exhaustive hours. That was the way to success. That was a pathway to success. That was what was good. And that rest was bad you should not rest and it's funny I was just thinking when I was 10 years old I had my first experience with being where I was really present to being in an environment that valued your how much you produce because it was a summer and my mom um, turned to me we were driving and she said now it's the summer and you're 10 years old you cannot rest we have to find you a job at 10. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, and I and I I started working at the age of 10. And I have to say that growing up in that environment, but also in the collective mentality that we can trace back to the industrial revolution that glorifies busy over rest and, and ease. So really helped me. It really helped me get and push me to get to where I am today. I I, I studied at Yale University. I hold a PhD in the social sciences. So it really drove me and served me at a particular moment in time. Back in 2017, however, I was diagnosed with a tumor a month before my wedding as Hurricane Maria was a, it was a really bad hurricane that impacted my island. So we had to shift our attention from wedding planning to dealing with my personal issue of this tumor. I call him Barney, he's right here. It's all good. It's a, it's a benign tumor as long as it doesn't grow. Um, and also helping 
my family and friends on the on the island who were in an, in an even more drier condition than I was because of the hurricane that I just had just hit the island. In that moment, I had to develop tools to find ease and surrender because frankly, my sanity and my ability to cope with everything that I was living through depended on it, depending on new tools, depended on not being like not working 24 seven, which I was doing still, I was working um, in my own company at the time. And so really I started, I started developing tools for myself and that got me really interested in developing tools for others and sharing with others that the way that we have taught, the way that we have been taught, the way that we are going is not sustainable, not only at an individual level, but I think if anything we've learned from, from the pandemic is that it's not sustainable at a collective level. Yeah, I agree. And I, I was the same when I was in my early 20s. It was 24-7 working and there was no time for rest. And I don't remember even as a child too was if what what was the old saying you know um idle hands yes you know or the devil's playground or something the idle hands yes (laughs) what a terrible saying (laughs) that saying let's ban that saying yeah exactly so now how do you help women make that change or what do you recommend women to do if they have that mindset of busy 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 equals success where Mm -hmm. you and i know being that busy does not equal success. Being that busy equals burnout, actually. It equals burnout, it equals exhaustion, and it equals not being able to do. Because when you are exhausted, you it's you think that it's the opposite, right? But when you're in exhaustion, you don't you don't really produce in the way that you're meant to produce. And I always think this is a funny, maybe a funny um analogy but I always think of like lions in the animal kingdom um they sleep most of the time and until they have to pounce and when they pounce they're very efficient and effective about it they're really good about going after their prey and then they go back to sleep the male lions sleep more than the female lions but they all sleep an average of like what 16 to 20 hours a day they're incredibly efficient animals and so what I teach women, first of all, is that, and I want to take it aside and say that there is not one specific formula to help you through a past burnout, to help you pass the cult of busy. The reason being is that we do live in a, we have collective agreements, right? Like we can talk about the culture of, of, of busy and the culture of overwhelm and overwork. That's one. But then... Everything that we, like the way that our brain processes experiences, it's very different from one person to the other. So we go, I go through the process, through a process with the women that I teach of developing awareness, developing presence, and then taking actions that I like to call sustained actions versus consistent actions. I think there's a difference to create lasting change. What that looks like for each woman is different the methodology of connecting mind and body. So doing mind shift work and also doing body work, connecting to presence. I have training as a, I have training as in yoga as well. So connecting mind and body is really important to me. It's, it's a framework, but what the content, the substance of it differs by person to person. 
Now, what advice can you give women on here that are living that crazy hustle mindset? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Take a break. <laughs> Take a break. No, because that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And so the first advice I will give to women, and this is why for me it's really important to first and foremost work on uncovering the personal narratives and star- studies and stories that fuel your urge to be productive just for the sake of being productive. Oftentimes, it, they're, like I shared with my story, it is based on our experiences, our own personal experiences, right? We, My mom told me that I had to work starting at 10 years old, and that collided with the stories I, that I was taught in school and, the, and my environment and what I see in media. And even I'm, I have twins now. I, I don't have 10-month-old ten, ten twins. I just had babies. And when I read storybooks for them, you can see the, you know, the little truck who worked until very late at night. And now he gets to rest after working like, I don't know, 24 hours. And he gets to take like a one hour break before he goes back to work the next day, right? So you, can, you see it everywhere. So the advice is to really first be present and recognize what are the patterns that you have. And a way to do that, a good way to access that is with the things that you feel like you should be. I should be working. I should be, you know, the should. It's whenever you feel like it's, it's a should, that's one way to access that. And there's other tools, right, to access what your stories are, your limiting beliefs around work are. But the first thing to consider is what are those stories? And develop awareness about them, but also develop awareness about them with compassion. Because something that comes up, ten up for like I was just leading a workshop for mothers and also with my clients one-on-one is that they feel shame around the stories, right? Or feel shame and guilt out like, oh, well, I feel bad for like, for how I'm feeling. Well, that doesn't get you anywhere. Just develop awareness about them because otherwise you're just going to be swimming in a pool of guilt and shame over the way that you're doing things. So my first advice is like, yes, stop. But what does that look like? Stop and be ready for shame to come up. Be ready for guilt to come up. Be ready for whatever sensations and feelings that are, you know, like a sense of lack of worth to come up. And then from that place of like awareness and understanding that that's going to happen, act with compassion and love to slowly like baby steps, tease out and dismantle the the thoughts and ideas and replace them with, with, ideas that are beneficial for you because one thing that I want to make very clear is that being productive and doing inherently are not bad things they're not things I mean it's good it can be it can it leads to creativity it leads you to host this podcast to do the work that you do right being fueled to act is not a bad thing the question is is this serving me or not is the way that I'm going about doing, about being busy, serving me or not, is does it feel contractive? Does it feel expensive? So with awareness and compassion, start taking actions that, be, that feel more expensive than contractive. And another thing too, I know when I go into that mindset, my mind makes up stories. I can almost like, if I know I need a break and I feel guilt <laughs> and I feel shame, I can almost make myself sick. Oh, well, I'm going to take a break or a nap because I have a headache. Not because I need a nap or a break. 
you make up these excuses. So you're just sabotaging yourself completely. So true. And, and, and it's funny because I keep hearing um, this, this new message is that's coming up in the wellness world and in, in, in circles that are, that are thankfully, and I'm grateful are starting to take notice and advocating for a different way of doing things. This message that I keep hearing is like, do less so you can do more. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm going to make myself sick so I can take a break because the underlying thought may be that the only way I can take a break first is if I'm sick. That's the only way I can take a break. And second, I need to take a break so I can get better and keep doing things. And for me, the next level of that is like, how about what will it look like? And I don't know, this is the world you and I, we can envision together. We can create together as a collective, right? What would it look like if we just rested for the sake of resting and rested for the sake of just being, because we know that that's like what our body needs, like biologically, that's what our brain needs. That's what like, that's what brings longevity and sustainability. Like I survive and I'm able to thrive in life because I allow myself to rest. Because otherwise, like you're saying, I used to suffer from migraines consistently. And I call Barney like, Barney's not a blessing, but but what came from Barney, my tumor, was a blessing, right? Because I'm consistently aware that my body and I function because I allow myself to take a break and to rest. And I don't do it to work more, and I don't do it to do more, and I don't do it to produce more. I just do it to live, to survive. The biggest thing, you know, when you do say slow down or take a break, the, the one thing I hear all the time is, I don't have the time. Is there any tips and you know techniques that you can give us where we can fit in or take, I guess, create our lifestyle so that breaks are easy to take? Mm-hmm. The most practical thing that I recommend, and this may sound really simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest to implement, like the baby steps. People want sweeping change immediately. Like I, they just want you to like wave a wand, magic wand and be like, you're cured. You're no longer part of the cult of, you know, busy, bye. That's not how it works. So the simplest thing that I like to recommend is to sit down. And I've done this exercise and it's surprising how time comes out of nowhere. And write down all the things, go through one day and write down all the things that you do through one day. All of them from like the morning until that you go to sleep and jot down how much time you're spending like on certain tasks like let's say like waking up and taking a shower and feeding my children and then I like open my email just jot everything down how much time do you spend on these tasks and then revisit that list and ask yourself can I cut can I shave some time off here and to be honest, I haven't spoken to anyone where we, we are being really honest with ourselves, basically taking a scalpel to our schedule that we can't even take out five minutes to just sit. I mean, like there's evidence or research shows that like meditating between 11 to 20 minutes a day, that begins to bring change. Like it starts changing your brain, right? Like there's evidence to that. That's all you need. Carve out from some place. I'm I'm a perfect example. I do, I'm a new mom. <laughs> I make I'm a new mom with a business, a husband, two dogs, parents. Like I have a lot of responsibilities, but I make a priority 
carving out time for sitting down. It doesn't even have to be meditation. Sometimes it can look like just staring at the wall and being in a space of awareness, not just mindfulness, not just, you know, going into this trance, which is like kind of meditation, but there's many layers and many gradients that to before I'm like in some transcendental stage, right? So I make it, make a conscious choice of that. The other day I wanted to bring more reading into a perfect example. Again, I use myself as an example a lot. I wanted to bring reading into my daily life, like read more fiction that's not work related because I used to love reading fiction as a child. And that's a good access also to what kinds of activities you should be, not should be, but you that, that gives you access to like the kind of activities that may bring ease are the things that you love to do as a child. I loved reading fiction. I could spend hours in the bathtub. That's That was my thing. I will get in the bathtub and I will just read. Whether the bathtub was filled up or not, I will just read novels. And so I did that exercise. I got really honest with myself. And I started going down the list of things I was doing in a day, the amount of time I was spending on social media, the amount of time I was spending checking emails, the amount of time I was spending maybe worrying because worrying and thinking through things also takes up space. That's why I advocate being in the now and in presence and being very intentional about like how you operate your mind and allow your thoughts to roam. And now I'm reading 30 minutes a day every day. I didn't think I was possible a week and a half, two weeks ago, but I had to be really get really honest with how I spend my time, where could I shave up time, and beyond that, how much time do I really want to be dedicating to the things that are not serving me? Social media is an example. Do I really want to spend two hours on it? Or would I rather spend 50 more minutes sleeping because I'm a new mom and I need the rest? That was a really long answer. <laughs> no, that's great. And I can really relate with what you're saying because I did the same. I was always reading workbooks and, you know, manuals. And I just started reading my fiction as well. I mean, I think it was one Sunday afternoon. I just took a couple hours and I just read. And it's just so relaxing. It really is. Oh, how did it feel? How does it feel? You know what? I'm still doing it. Now I'm on like Reese Witherspoon's. Um, book club and I'm now on the library site and you know getting my books in because I don't like buying them because I've I, I tend to collect too many. <laughs> a problem? Who's that? That's a problem. Oh it's a problem. <laughs> yeah Denise's library. <laughs> you can loan them out to people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I love I love those ideas. I mean it's just the simple things really and and we don't realize that we we make our stress relief so complicated and then we don't end up doing it and it can become as overwhelming i mean i always i like i'm so tempted to say it, people can get burnt out from trying to end their stress and release stress and it becomes another work and again because we're not tackling the stories around doing that we have meditating becomes a chore or reading, like I, one of the things that I, I used to do was like time myself. How much time am I spending reading? Because I have, that's, that's, that's a relaxing time. Well, I was adding stress to my day and I said, you know what? I'm going to stop timing myself. And now I read more than I used to because I've become, and I, this is what I advocate for my clients, really intentional about 
getting into my body and, and, and feeling my way through, like, how does this feel right now? What wants to happen right now? Do I want to be taking a nap? Do I want to be reading? Do I want to be working? Because oftentimes you'll find out that the joy of work comes back. Human beings are also not built to just lounge around <laughs> the beach for like days on end, like just like, you know, chilling and like relaxing. I, I, I have to say I tried it. I did it in this past summer. And by the end of it, I was like going crazy. I needed to go back to doing things. We are meant to create. We're meant to do. We're meant to like produce. That's, that's, that is what we're meant to be doing. How are we doing it? Yeah. Are we doing it in a way that serves us or not? That's super simple, but super hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we're going to wrap it up because I like doing sort of the shorter podcasts. So. I love that. <laughs> so are there any final tips that you can offer the women here? The big thing that keeps coming up for me is compassion. Wherever you are right now, and this is not a practical tip. It's more of a like I want you to know that wherever you are right now, it's perfect. Whether it is exhausted, tired of working, whether it is amazing and feeling like a badass at what you're doing, like it's perfect. And if there are things in life that are not working for you, if you're seeking transformation, if you're seeking to change something, go about it with compassion and understanding that there's no doing. You are miraculously miraculous because you exist. Like becoming a mother has made me very present to that. The chances of me having children, the chances of me being on this earth of existing are minuscule. It's like what, one in what, I don't know how many billions, right? So just being here now makes you important and worthy and act from, act and take actions from that knowledge, from that space. Wow. Okay. Now, how can people get in touch with you? So I'm everywhere as a little awareness because that's all you need, a little awareness. Um, so you can connect with me via social, um, Instagram, Facebook, and my website is a little awareness. Um, yeah, and that's how you can connect with me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Even just talking to you, it's giving ourselves that the okay to slow down. It's okay to, you know, take a break and giving ourselves that permission. Because I know I grew up the same as you. Like, I think I started work at 10 years old. I think for me, it was more, I like the money so I could buy the things. But no, in our household, there was no relaxation. There was no slowing down. Yeah. And I mean, it's just not a nice way to live. It really isn't. It catches up with you very quickly. And I want to acknowledge you also for the work that you're doing and for bringing together women and, and, and just people who, who can speak to this and really together, like slowly we transform the, the, our understanding and like we just spread the word. So hopefully we shift the paradigm. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest here. Of course. Yeah. It's a pleasure. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure. A pleasure. Thank you for listening to the calm your daily stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.